There's another squad attacking. Welcome to the Third Party Podcast, your weekly Apex Legends podcast brought to you by Crossover Media. I'm your host, Shay, joined by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? I am doing very well, Shay. Happy to be here as always. Big announcement if you didn't notice a little change to our intro. We are happy to announce that we've joined a podcast network. Uh, We are now members of Crossover Media. Essentially, this means we're going to be able to continue to grow this podcast, reach new audience, and network with some other shows. Uh, Nothing's changing about our content. We're going to continue to produce weekly Apex shows and are really excited about the future of Apex Legends and our podcast potentially. But Crossover is going to be a big supporter for us and I hope it means a lot of really good things for the listeners as well. Make sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to us on YouTube, Third Party Pod. We stream weekly, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific time every Thursday. We got a good episode for you guys. Today we're going through some reviews, news, talking about the new map Olympus potentially coming in, a legend concept, going through some Loba rework ideas, and wrapping it up with some questions. If you want to support us, please consider joining us on Patreon. You get access to two extra podcasts every month amongst tons of other benefits. Link for all that is going to be in the description below. First, starting with some reviews. First review for the day is your new guy. I found them today and I listened to three episodes and got a lot better. Best podcast ever, five out of five. Awesome. Thank you so much, new guy. Oh man, pronouncing this, Incarn Atex, the best podcast. This podcast deserves a six star rating. Two stars for the information, two stars for the humor, two stars for the great host, and two laughter. You guys are doing great, and I look forward to every Wednesday to listen to your podcast. Hope you never stop. Love you guys. Thanks so much. That's really nice. I think we broke the scale. Five-star scale. Yep, we broke the scale, and I'm glad somebody appreciates our humor. Last review of the day is coming from King Ice. Great podcast. It helps me fall asleep. I main octane, and I just choked a 4K damage game. Man, heartbreaking. I mean, I'm just happy that we're some soothing bedtime sounds. I mean, some people play while they're, or listen while they're playing, and I don't know how they do that. I feel like we have much more of a bedtime voice vibe. Yeah, it's nice that uh, we can help some people uh, get some rest Yeah, after a long day at Apex. Now we got some uh, Patreon shoutouts to some new people that have joined us. Yeah, so our jump masters that have recently come on are Barris, Madison, and Jordan. Thank you so, so much. This is a very... Uh, influential tier for our mm-hmm. patron structure. Uh, but also, thank you so much to all of the other patrons that have joined in the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, we really appreciate your guys' support and look forward to giving you guys more exclusive benefits and all that jazz. Yeah, the Patreon community is absolutely awesome. The Discord's popping all the time. Um, it's really, really cool. Definitely look at getting involved over there. Now let's dive into some news, though. First piece of news, confirmed limited time mode coming on August 11th. Always be closing Evolve. Uh, You're going to be starting out with Evo Armor and a Mozam. We really went through this last week, uh, but just a quick overview to anyone that didn't listen to last week's episode. Always be closing. You drop. The ring is constantly shrinking, um, but now you you got your Evo Armor instead and a Mozambique off drop. Are you excited for this mode? I am. You know, I... I really like Evo Armor mm-hmm. off drop. I think it's very fun. Uh, we've gone back and forth on whether or not we think it should be like a normal thing or a tournament thing, competitive. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. I like that it's in these limited time modes because I just think it's a total different way to play. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for this. It's a very aggressive uh, game mode and add on the Evo Armor and it's, uh, it's just going to multiply that out. It's going to be fun. And at Evo Armor modes, it's always Armor Swap Central. So we'll see. It's going to be really fun, I think. Uh, Next piece of news, we have the Season 6 map teasers on World's Edge. Uh, You know, we uh, shared in the last episode the expected dates for all the teasers to roll out. And we've had two of them uh, come out thus far. And Crane uh, in Sorting Factory holding a rocket uh, that showed up towards the south side of Sorting. The rocket was then uh, dropped on the ground for the next teaser. and. I don't know. What do you think about this? Just cool little stuff Apex is doing? 
Yeah, I mean, if you're asking me what I think it means, I really don't know. No um, idea. You know, cranes and rockets going to another planet, perhaps, but how they're really going to put the pieces together mm-hmm. in order to launch a rocket or do something of that nature or have that plot be spoiled by something yet to be seen. I'm excited to find out what happens. Maybe it's a little bit of a uh, teaser if they don't go with Rampart and go with Nova because we know she's got the rocket thrust jumps potentially coming Mm -hmm. around. A little connection there maybe. Um, Yeah. Uh, We're also looking forward to potentially seeing the Kings Canyon leak teaser coming up. If you don't know what that is, uh, there was in the dev stream uh, at the release of season five, uh, we saw a UFO essentially next to Salvage. Uh, it was really, really cool looking, had a cherry blossoms interior. It was connected to the rest of the map. Uh, there were Titan carriers on there that were repurposed for shipping purposes. Uh, appears to be a visitor center or kind of like a viewing platform in it as well. It just looked really, really awesome. And I hope we see that kind of teaser that is technically maybe even some sort of POI in Apex. Yeah, it definitely uh, appears uh, to be very playable. Um, And I just can't wait to see it. I don't know when we're going to get it. We might Mm -hmm. get it next season. We might get it before next season. Um, But it definitely looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks really, really interesting. Um, No doubt about it. Next piece of news is coming from the Apex Legend Twitter feed, and it is a new message received 1302, so a timestamp, and it is Bangalore's voice essentially explaining that a hiatus is coming up and that drinks are on her. We have no idea who this is being sent to or anything, um, and really it just happened as we started to record, so I just think we want to mention it real quick, and Henry had a little thing to share real quick. Yeah, I mean, a lot of... Uh a lot of things are pointing towards the fact that Bangalore might be a big focus in season six. I mean, a lot of people are talking about how she needs a buff or a rework, um, but at least from a story perspective, it appears that uh, perhaps the next quest could really have her again being showcased. And it's one of my own personal hunches that uh, maybe she's next in line for an heirloom. Yeah, I would be really cool. And I just love when Apex does these kind of like Twitter feeds, Instagram feed. Uh, teasers kind of leaking up to the season so definitely keep your guys' eyes on those feeds and keep looking for them. Now to get into the main topic of the day uh, we really just want to talk about everything we know about the new map for next season. Henry and I are very confident this is coming. Is that fair to say? I really am. I, I think we've talked about it a lot we've theorized a lot, we've consumed a lot of information about it and you know, we're going out on a limb to say uh, our theories here. We're both confident that we're getting a new map this season in about two weeks. For sure. Uh, and so we have a lot of stuff we want to share. And then just kind of some overall, I think, thoughts. And we're just going to kind of see uh, what I think Henry and I would like in a map. And so, so far what we know, you know, featured in the season four Revenant reveal trailer in which he assassinated Loba's parents on Samathe, uh, we saw this you know first look at the planet uh tall cherry blossom trees and this kind of like high society uh dining area you know the season five loba reveal trailer then we saw her infiltrate uh king's canyon to destroy revenant source code uh before she could though it was teleported to samathe uh, and this is the planet that we know olympus is located on olympus is the flying city above samathe it's a pretty cool spot we also know that olympus uh, is located on Samafe based on the fact that it is Octane and Lifeline's home planet. Um, at the very end of the last quest uh, in the epilogue, we got kind of a, a text uh, chat room exchange between Lifeline and Octane talking about how they're going back to Olympus. And uh, that is really a main indicator of why we're confident that we're also going with Octane and Lifeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... We had a, a lore episode that kind of broke that down a little bit more about uh, kind of what Octane was feeling like going back to Olympus and kind of where mm-hmm. they may be in a headspace perspective. Yeah, and we, so we also know that during this time that you know, we know Olympus is a really high-class city. It's full of the wealthy people. We know Loba grew up there in Samathe on Olympus, stealing from the wealthy people. It's not 
really her home planet, but it's where she grew up. I just think it's very interesting to kind of look at this city. We've seen it in a lot of the loading screens in season five. It's constantly featured. Uh, You see it as a city in the clouds. It is an incredibly urban environment. Skyscrapers bigger than anything we have ever seen in any Apex games. Like, how do you think this could look from a map perspective? I, you know, I'm just a humble podcaster. (laughs) I don't have the world creation uh, creativity that I know a lot of the game designers have. But my head just kind of starts to explode when I think about these massive buildings and a cityscape centered map um, that's still very dynamic. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, once you have tall buildings, you probably have elevator shafts that have zip lines on them to take you all the way up. Major high ground perspective. Um, These buildings are so tall that they're taller than jump towers. Oh, yeah. So it's like, if you can, if you can get up to that sort of height, I feel like you could just jump off and go into a wingsuit. It's like, if that is a playable Mm -hmm. thing, those buildings are so tall that uh, be very, very interesting for gameplay. To put it in some sort of perspective for anyone that really doesn't know at all, it looks like the buildings are bigger than the tall buildings in uh, the fragment that if you land on top of are out of bounds. And these buildings look much bigger than those. We're talking some serious elevation. Like it could be insane. Yeah. And we have a lot to discuss today. Just really everything that we know. And this is kind of jumping ahead here. But uh, I am so interested as to how we're going to Olympus, given what we've already said about I mean, it's high class, all these skyscrapers, very wealthy. How is this going to be the location for the Apex Games? Like, from a storytelling perspective, we know Octane and Lifeline are from this planet. Like, is Olympus, has Olympus fallen? Like, how is, how are we playing there? I literally have no idea. Like, I feel like I've never been as clueless. And it's not a theory anywhere online. It's not something that you can look up and find people speculating about. Um, maybe we'll see how Blisk is related. It it has to do with the IMC Hammond Syndicate in some way, but we'll see like how much we even find out about it, or if they're just gonna be like, "You're here," like that's yeah. it. I mean, from a story perspective, uh, we know that uh, the source code Revenant's head mm-hmm. is teleported to Simafe, so we're kind of chasing that down. Is it going to be in Olympus, underneath Olympus again? Just too many questions to even count. But that's what this episode's all about. Um, one of the last kind of indicators about why we're confident is Ash at the very end of the last quest stated, Welcome to Olympus. Yeah. Very uh, kind of telltale sign that uh, maybe we're all going there. Um, pretty, pretty cool. I think it's interesting and one of the things that intrigues me is a theory we're going to go into in a little bit uh, towards the end relating to Ash and potentially her role on this map. You know, but looking at these maps overall, what is something you would love to see out of a new map that would, one, excite the heck out of you, and two, be very fun and playable for everyone? Yeah, I mean, we talk about this every single day, all yeah. day. So I don't really know uh, to put a nice bow on it and to package my thoughts in a good way is tricky. You know, we've said crazy ideas like swimming underwater, Mm -hmm. you know, but and perhaps boats. Um, But the actual gameplay of that kind of seems a bit confusing, a little muddied. So I'm not really expecting that. Um, But I think some fun things that I really look for is the biodiversity. Like Mm -hmm. I want it not to be you know, just a desert map or just an urban map or just one thing. I really like how Apex has the different heights and the different, you know, POIs and they all feel different. There's different gameplay. Um, and so that's kind of something that's just important to me. Maybe I'm kind of boring. No, I think um, it's interesting. You don't want to just be, have the entire map be the same exact thing. Like that's the last thing I think we want. And 
you know, most BRs don't have it like that. And so there is a lot of similarity across there. And Apex is so unique in World's Edge where you have literally fire and ice across the map. Like it's so different, so diverse. But I wouldn't be surprised if this is very much just an urban, you know, landscape districts laid out and those are the POIs just because it it would be something different from what they have and would fill into the map rotation kind of uh, idea, I think. It would be much, much different. Um, like if we had an urban map that was incredibly, you know, tight corridors, mm-hmm. tall buildings, we could see entire meta shifts. Yeah. Like different legends would Austin. be much more oh, valuable. Yeah. Um, and so if they really did lean into like a, a more uh, monotone map that's kind of centered around one vibe, um, that would breed for a lot of very, very new things for Apex. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily leaning in that direction. I would prefer they kind of stay the course and have more diverse and dynamic maps. Um, but the possibilities of the Olympus, really, I can't tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. Another cool thing we kind of know from some leagues from Shoot Goal are the replicator, essentially being a part of Olympus as uh, its version of the loot tick and the cargo bot. We don't know exactly how it works. Sounds like it's going to be something like a crafting table in a way. You know, you trade in guns, you get different variants of weapons, maybe with attachments and such, which doesn't play into the name replicator at all, which, you know, makes it sound like you're going to duplicate something. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out. But I love just that if they are bringing a new map, they're going to bring, you know, cool, unique things in with it. Like, the release of season three world's edge like everyone was like whoa loot vaults that is so cool and we saw that be prominent not only in apex but bleed into other games as well and having them introduce uh their versions of it yeah absolutely and going all the way to the train you Mm -hmm. know the train was very different from the supply ships and we recently just saw that introduced to warzone yeah like the loop train so Mm -hmm. it's like all these things that apex does really define the entire genre and we, I think the cargo bot was a huge upgrade mm-hmm. from the loot tick, and this replicator definitely sounds really interesting to me. If it is how you know Shirt Gold described it with the whole trade in kind of thing, it seems like every season they're adding something that eliminates RNG a little bit more in a way. You know, you have a lot more control over the loot that you get out of a cargo bot by shooting it based on color. But if we're upgrading this thought all the way to the pick your weapon and find you know whatever variant of it you want. Uh, that's really big, not only just for consistent play, whether you like that or not about the BR, but it could be impactful in the competitive scene in a way I think Cargo Bot was and the Tick was not as much. Even, and this is, we're kind of getting off track here. But no, we're just going all over the place. I love it. Like the train, being able to stop and start the train. Mm-hmm. So cool. Being able to, when the train is in a station, get access to many more supply bins that are mm-hmm. hidden in the terminal. Like that is so, so cool from a loot perspective and a gameplay perspective that is an upgrade from the supply ship. So if we can keep on this vertical mm-hmm. trajectory of kind of more cool features, um, we could be looking at a really, really, really cool map. Speaking on the transportation a little bit, you know, they've done something new with both the maps. You know, it went from the cargo ship to the loot train. What do you think could potentially happen in this so-called urban environment? Yeah, I mean, when you say urban, my first thought goes to like a subway, Mm -hmm. you know, a more uh, complex kind of underground subway that could potentially have multiple trains in it um, to really get around this big city. Um, But another interesting idea that I've been thinking of is cities have vehicles, Mm -hmm. like cars in the streets. Perhaps, you know, this is such a fancy city that they have autonomous vehicles. Mm. And that could be pretty cool if we have like cars that are kind of on tracks, Mm -hmm. similar to a train, but more close quarters and hop on a car and it's already moving. Multiple maybe as well, not just one. That, I kind of think that would be a very cool street fight, very uh, different gameplay where you couldn't drive cars, not saying that, Mm -hmm. but if we had maybe smaller train like cars. I just thought of something and I, I, I'm liking it. I'm liking okay. it a lot, this okay. thought right now. I think I'd probably give it a 99% chance of happening. Um, yeah, it was big. 
we see on one of the loading screens a huge river dividing two parts of the city. And so what if instead of incorporating water play into the game, you have a ship that is on the river, and if you land on the ship, you know, good on you, you're on there. It's a really like a big, big ship that has tons of loot, kind of like the uh, uh, cargo ship that is in uh, Kings Canyon, but obviously on water. But then it drives to different ports. So like you don't know where it's going to end. And maybe there's different ports that are POIs around the map potentially. But you kind of have this like water centric area potentially. But then it's not like super playable. Or maybe there's zip lines or something. So like Uh you could get off if you needed to. But that could be kind of cool I think. Water is definitely a very interesting thing. Because... Mm -hmm. You know, other BRs have implemented swimming. Yeah. Uh, And in some games, there's underwater shooting. So it'd be interesting, if they did have a boat, could you jump off the boat and swim to shore, or would that be death? It could really go either way. Um, I definitely think it's it's a very interesting idea. And having that extra bit of some sort of moving transportation Mm -hmm. is something I definitely vibe with. They definitely have always had it. I'm sure they're going to do something. Hopefully, it is really cool. And on, like, what would would you be upset if they just brought a cargo ship in? Like, if it was the exact same thing as Kings Canyon? Like, would you want to see something new, or are you just like, eh, it is what it is? I wouldn't be upset. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, I think in Kings Canyon they bring in multiple uh, supply mm-hmm. ships, which I really like. You know, they have the one that's moving at the very beginning, and there's sometimes a second one that gets uh, thrown into the mix. I think that's fun. I think it's cool gameplay. Mm-hmm. I like that a second one comes in and kind of gives you a second shot at getting some good loot. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't be upset, but I don't think they'll do that. Okay. I think we're getting something fresh. I think one of the fears people have is that um, this is just going to be a quest location. And so let's talk a little bit about the next quest in general. What do you think is going to happen, you know, related to where we left off with Loba and Revenant? And how do you think it's going to? Uh, relate to the map that we play yeah i mean my hope is that we are following the source code to samafe mm-hmm. we're gonna be on olympus and we're gonna uh, finish that out um you know it's not gonna destroy revenant i think he's gonna continue to be in the game mm-hmm. which is kind of the big thing like if you do put a bullet in the source code Rev's bye done. bye rev forever mm-hmm. um that's not happening. So I think that some more plot twists are going to come through and really show uh, the syndicate as a common uh, yeah. enemy, I think, for a lot of the legends here, specifically crypto. Um, and so I'm excited for that. And yeah, what are your thoughts? I think it's, yeah, exactly what you were saying with the syndicate stuff. It'll be interesting to see how we got a little bit of the tease of crypto and Mila and how that will be further explored potentially in the quest could be really cool. You know, how do you think a new weapon could be introduced into this map? There's been relationships between the maps and the weapons on introduction. You know, uh, the snipers kind of really playing into World's Edge and that World's Edge is a really open landscape. I mean, do you think we've had a lot of rumors about the vault? And then we've had a lot of rumors about EPG uh, grenade launcher kind of things. If it's more of an urban environment, maybe that lends more into the close quarters SMG being introduced into the game. Yeah, I think that's a fair lean. You know, I would, you know, a lot of people have very high demands for games nowadays. I mean, a lot Mm -hmm. of people, they want new content all the dang time. Um, And you and I, we kind of lean more towards perfect what you have. You know, don't just throw content at it like Fortnite. We don't want that. We don't really get distracted by shiny things. Mm -hmm. We want you to, rework legends balance things Mm -hmm. make guns better worse like just kind of make day-to-day gameplay more fun um but i like the idea of a new weapon am i going to be disappointed again when we don't get a new weapon (laughs) a little bit but not really i mean i like the guns i like every single gun in the game Mm -hmm. and i'm like so happy to be able to say that um but i i would definitely lean towards the Volt. If yeah. we were going to get one of those two guns uh, and I had a say in it, I would put all my money on Volt. 
and really hope that that is the next gun. I feel like we need another energy weapon. Mm-hmm. I would love to see another SMG try to disrupt the meta. Um, so I would lean that way. And then I have some concerns like you guys already know about the EPG. Yeah, the EPG could definitely be a concern. Introducing a grenade launcher style uh, gun. or not, It's not a grenade launcher style gun, but introducing that ammo type potentially into uh, Apex is a concern in and of itself. Introducing it into an urban environment is just another thing entirely. Uh, if you think you get mad at caustic traps, just wait till you're inside a building and you know grenades just start flying in on you. That would be frustrating. Explosive ammo is a big fear of mine. It keeps me up at night. Let's dive a little bit now into some of the theories. You know, we reached out on Twitter to get a couple of people's opinions, and you know, there was actually one theory as well on from YouTube that stood out. And I'm going to start by sharing that one. And that is coming from Gaming Merchant. Um, There's a spherical building seen in one of the loading screens that showcases the planet Olympus. Um, It's of something of similar construct to that we saw in Titanfall from Ash and something that she used. Uh, And so this is potentially a simulation dome. Uh, Merchant theorizes that it could bring Ash to this map, um, kind of running it, being like a game master in a way. Um, Ash was known to love putting pilots and people through simulation machines uh, to test their strength. She was really obsessed with it. And so seeing this simulation style thing maybe be incorporated into the map is really cool. And we've actually seen simulation style technology in other Titanfall maps uh, in Titanfall 1 and 2. And so it could be really cool to see how potentially a POI where it's unpredictable what happens every time you go in there. There's different segments for every game, but it really creates like a different atmosphere every time. Could be really, really interesting. This is a really cool theory. Um, I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much, Mm -hmm. but in my head, I'm definitely on board with like a centrally located dome arena Mm -hmm. that, you know, can make simulations of specters and reapers and grunts and all these things from titanfall that you can play with and maybe new things in the apex universe um that seems really fun to me and i also just have to add i think i've talked about it before i am confused at why ash is here yeah (laughs) i do not know why uh the syndicate and hammond paid loba or had a transaction with Loba in order to put back together Ash underneath King's Canyon. Why do they need it so much? Why do they need Ash? What's Ash's purpose? This is an answer to that. I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's the answer. I'm interested. I don't know what's going on with her. I think what a couple people have theorized, and the thing that I've read to make the most sense is, Revenant is no longer a syndicate toy. He's, you know, mm-hmm. doing things himself, killing Forge, uh, and now he's in the games kind of to uh, distract from everything else that's going on because he is just hunting down Ham and the IMC. He's no longer loyal to the syndicate how he originally was. And this is potentially their way of getting another simulacrum back under their thumb to do this, some dirty work for them in this overall universe. And this is, I think, a cool way to kind of begin to introduce her into gameplay outside of her becoming a legend, because I don't understand how she fits into actually joining the Apex Games, unless it's like Ash has to join the Apex Games to kill Revenant, like, and to like finally take the spot. And but then, like, why does Ash want to do that? There's so many questions I think that we have with her for sure. Yeah, definitely a very dynamic character. Um, we've spoken a lot about her in previous episodes, mm-hmm. but the truth of the matter is we're at the edge of our seats too. I mean, I really don't know what direction it's going. Something, one of your theories that I liked is kind of talking about the loading screens and that we have nine different ones that show the room that Loba's parents were murdered in. And you were kind of talking a little bit about how maybe we return to this site as a POI in this new map, maybe? Yeah, I mean, from a lore perspective, it could be super cool. You know, we've already mm-hmm. had legends, you know, have call-outs uh, that are based on the map. This location could be massive for those kind of uh, call-outs. It also, just to me, in the loading screens and the trailers, it looks like a really fun place to play. That's kind of morbid. Mm-hmm. Like, playing where some people got murdered. 
but like just from a tactical perspective, yeah, I (laughs) hope so. But like from a tactical perspective, it seems really cool with the windows and the circular and the different levels within it, kind of a Japanese garden Mm -hmm. vibe. Um, I think that'd be a really cool thing. Honestly, if we could play at this location in game, um, it was definitely in a tall building. Yeah, I'm in for that as well. Um, another cool theory kind of came from Twitter, Wicked Witch. They responded saying, Greek themed, you know, with a mix of older civilization style pillars, uh, mixed with like new futuristic technology. Comes from the name Olympus. I'm sure. Yeah. I think everyone's thinking that. And that'd be really, really cool to see for sure. Yeah, I definitely hear it. It seems cool, at least for the interiors. Um, it'd be really cool to see that kind of homage paid back to Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. We have another Twitter user uh, saying that hopefully they think that we'll get a new map and changes to World's Edge. Uh, we don't want to be too greedy. Hopefully we get this new map and we've seen changes to World's Edge potentially on the horizon, whether it be a fake out actually happening or lead into why we go to a new map. It'd be interesting for them to do a new map and map changes, but it would be awesome if they did. Yeah. Another thought is that maybe we could visit, you know, Silva Pharmaceuticals, which is Octane's family company, or Kodai Industries, which are Lifeline's parents. Uh, you know, Kodai made Titans, and so there's that potential connection as well as they're from Samathe. Um, potentially town takeovers, maybe, or something like that. Yeah, I, I really like this idea. You know, I've been thinking about it, and I just think that from a lore perspective and a location, I think that would lead to a little bit more diversity perhaps you know if it's an if it's a headquarters mm-hmm. of either of these companies then that really fits in great but if there's an industrial district yeah uh in the city of olympus i think this could be a really cool spot to see those logos at least and uh maybe have some uh rundown titans and such yeah i think be it could be cool. really cool any other you know wrapping up thoughts on the overall map yeah um i'm really excited Mm-hmm. I really am hoping for this new map just to give a bit of freshness, see what uh, this team at Respawn can do. Um, I really think that based off of what we know, it's going to be something really different. Um, and whether or not it's the location of the quest or it is a, a new Battle mm-hmm. Royale map, um, I think that it's going to be exciting. And I think it's going to be different um, because I think they're really stretching out. And this is not like an IMC base yeah. or something like that it's very different i think it's gonna lead to a lot uh different and new gameplay couldn't have said it better myself i'm excited and i hope it really comes to fruition we're gonna dive now into a legend concept coming from stevie crazy name of the legend hunter they're not sure about the name though so maybe submit some ideas if you guys think of something else really cool uh, from a lore perspective hunter grew up on a planet with a lot of forests Gaia, for example. His parents got brutally murdered when he was a kid. He survived because he was out in the woods. Growing up in the woods, his bow skills and ability to use the animals made him exceptional. On his quest for revenge, his bow and gun skills drew the attention from the Apex Games. They hired him, and Hunter, not knowing what to do with the rest of his life, decided to accept the invitation. Pretty passive entry into the games. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Love the lore. That's kind of a really cool thing we like to dive into with these legend concepts. I like the idea that it's like the Apex Games for so many people is an escape or like a, mm-hmm. I need revenge or I want fame or something. And this would just be a story about a person trying to find who they are and find themselves. And it, it could be really kind of cool to see that character development uh, over time with all the lore we get. Yeah, for sure. I guess... I don't want to distract from this legend, but that reminded me of what I wanted to say about the last map. No, feel free. We think that Rampart is coming in next. Mm -hmm. And we see a lot of correlation between Rampart and Blisk. Like we we showed some leaked uh, billboards of Mm -hmm. kind of some imagery of Blisk and Rampart saying like, I'm going to fix this. Don't worry. I got this. Yeah. So there's a relationship there. Going to be interesting to see how... If we do get Rampart or another legend, how they're welcome to the games. Yeah. And uh, I think this is a really cool idea with Hunter here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a very 
it's a touchy thing that they really have to think about uh, for people that are creating their own concepts and for Respawn about how they do introduce a new legend, uh, considering that, I mean, the story right now in Apex is at a pinnacle. Yeah. You know, like we have a, a clash of the two teams, Revenant, Loba, like everything's really blowing up with them. Bringing in a new character is kind of a task. So this is a really important part of legend concepts not to be overlooked. It's not just about the abilities. For sure. For sure. We'll dive into the abilities now. You know, first we'll go through the passive friend of the forest. Uh, while standing still, you become almost transparent. Also works while healing and reviving. When transparent, uh, flyers and prowlers won't notice you. Very cool. Very good passive. You know, we look for really good passives when we're ranking the legends, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting. I mean, healing while invisible um, is something that's kind of tricky because shield batteries give off a big color. For sure. Flash when uh, you fill them up. Um, and so I could see this perhaps happening, you know, if you had invisibility while healing and you were staying still. Yeah, that's great, but you're also going to give out quite a flash when you complete mm-hmm. at least one item of healing. So I could see it perhaps being balanced. Um, you know, right now we have Mirage, who is uh, almost invisible when reviving. So mm-hmm. this is an interesting passive. Um, I think it's kind of cool. What are your thoughts? I think it'd be cool to see it work more into his lore in a way. And rather than like using the words transparent, and have it be more of like a camouflage-esque mm-hmm. thing, like from his living in the forest and such. Um, and so it not bleed as much into Mirage's abilities. I don't think the reviving while transparent would happen because we've never seen, you know, two legends have the same ability, yeah. really. Um, but so I think the whole like idea of maybe this passive is really centered around healing uh, while distracted. This is a kid that's been probably running for his life from a long time in the forest and you probably learn, you know, how to take care of yourself and not uh, get attention from other people. Uh, having that mechanic worked into the game could be really, really interesting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, healing just in general in Apex has been a kind of interesting stuff. They removed the whole fast heals yeah. with gold armor because uh, we didn't feel it. We didn't feel it was overpowered, but I guess the rest of the community and the team at Respawn thought that that was just too good yeah. to have. Um, but in my opinion, let people heal all you want. I'm trying to get a 4k badge. Like take your time. Like I know I'm going to knock your shields off again. Don't even worry about it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm cool with these kind of passives. I don't think it's too broken. Um, and I, I like what you're saying about the story. Hiding in a bush. Mm -hmm. Hiding in a bush. Good experience. Next, uh, ability is going to be the tactical friend of nature. Now this is a very dynamic one. When using your tactical ability, you have a 33% chance of summoning one of the following three animals. So random. You can spawn a prowler, which will guide towards the nearest hostile. Interesting tracking ability. Or you could spawn a magpie, leading you towards high tier loot only they can reach, which they can bring it down to you. So potentially like a a flyer-esque type mm-hmm. of thing. There's hidden extra loot uh, that only this legend can get if they use their tactical. Very interesting ability. And then the third option is spawn a dog who will lead you towards the next circle similar to a survey beacon. 20 second cooldown. Very interesting ability. Could be really cool. Um, I like kind of the variability. A little inconsistent in that like maybe... Um, there needs to be more control potentially. So it could have a chance of breaking into competitive play. Uh, it'd be cool to see a prowler hunting people down though on your team. I think that's something a lot of us have speculated about and would be really cool to see. Yeah. Having a companion ability, I think is uh, the most important here. I think it's the number one on the list because uh, Stevie here thought of it first. I think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what I would prefer to use the most. I mean, some people have mixed feelings about the the Bloodhound passive and the tracking ability and how uh, reliable it is. Yeah. Uh, but if I can just spawn a Prowler and that Prowler's taken off towards the closest enemy, mm-hmm. I like that. Um, but if I am using my tactical and I want that, but instead I have a dog that's taking me in the opposite direction towards mm-hmm. the next circle, kind of that inconsistency, like you said, uh, I think could make it uh, 
perhaps frustrating, but also just kind of hard to use. Yeah, for sure. Uh, last but not least, we have the ultimate ability, Protector of the Wild. Uh, when using your ultimate ability, you equip a bow with 15 arrows, each immediately breaking your shield or removing all of your health. But if a player only has 20 shields, the arrow will only deal 20 shield damage. Very, very powerful ultimate. It's like a permanent, you know, sentinel, but also works on the body, which may be a little too much, potentially. The And we've talked about this before, you know, we requested a bow legend. Um, and so we love to see it. For it's sure. very cool. It's also a very, very difficult thing. Um, in a battle royale where you don't start with a weapon, you have to find a weapon and it's random. Um, if you have an ability, whether it's a tactical or an ultimate that gives you a weapon, balancing it so that it's fair, because now you potentially have three weapons or just one weapon that's really good, is mm-hmm. tough. This here, um, you know, we'd have to see it in gameplay. You know, mm-hmm. how accurate is it? Um, what's yep. the range on this kind of thing? Is it a sniper like the Sentinel? Because having a two shot, um, especially just to the body, yeah, is really really good. I think mm-hmm. the Sentinel uh, charged up is a very slipped on weapon. Uh, and if this, you know, is just an ultimate in the back pocket on top of your other weapons, this could be extremely, extremely good. Could be really cool. Thank you so much, Stevie, for the bow legend concept. We freaking love reading these and I have a certain uh, love for the bow legends and my boy Hawkeye potentially. And so I think that's awesome. And thank you guys so much for the submissions. Always feel free to submit your legend concepts. Send them to the email in the description below, the thirdpartypod at gmail.com. Uh, let's dive a little bit now into the idea of Loba buffs and kind of looking at uh, the legends that have been introduced into the game. I think Henry and I have some thoughts. Uh, we don't want to go too long on this one, uh, but just some quick overall things, and I'll let Henry uh, explain a little bit. Yeah, so off air, you know, Shay and I, Live, breathe, apex. A little too much. Pretty much. We talk about it all the time, every yeah. day. And something that's very interesting to us is the introduction of new legends and how they affect the game. Um, you know, we saw Octane come in. Uh, very fun legend. A lot of our listeners main Octane, love Octane. Mm-hmm. Can't blame him. He's incredibly fun to play. Uh, I've been playing him on stream. I think you've been playing him on stream a little bit. Mm-hmm. Super fun didn't really affect the meta so much. Watson, on the other hand, really came in and changed the competitive game a lot, uh, changed the ranked game, definitely enforced the building, camping, anti-nade yeah. with that ultimate. A uh, very powerful legend that certainly changed uh, the meta right off release. But then we get into Crypto, who's very unique. Awesome mm-hmm. story, awesome character. Um, we really like Crypto. We like to play crypto more and more, uh, but the difficulty of crypto's abilities, especially off release when it did, when the EMP slowed down his teammates, just made it so that crypto wasn't very approachable and never really became meta yeah. because of the complexity, the difficulty, or whatever. Then we had Revenant, mm-hmm. who came in, and honestly, kind of a similar story. Uh, you have these interesting passive which very unique abilities yeah extreme we haven't seen at all not from the titanfall universe essentially so the silence ability very unique but very difficult to hit um having one charge up on release was very difficult to have that pinpoint accuracy and then with the ultimate the death totem uh, really required a lot of team coordination and strategy to place it because when you came back to it, you had one HP and your shields. And so you were very vulnerable. So it really wasn't played. Like Revenant wasn't played off a release very much after kind of the hype cooled down. Then there were some changes to Revenant. Mm -hmm. Uh, You guys all know about him now. Um, At the end of season four, they changed his totem. So he had an extra 50 health and they returned to the totem, everybody that used it and a second charge of the tactical, which really decreased the skill gap in hitting those uh, really powerful silent shots. And then in Season 5, they uh, decreased the, or they removed the fact that you had a range yeah. on the totem, but still a 30-second timer. 
We then got Loba introduced to the game. You know, the first support legend to be introduced. I played her a lot. I played her straight for two weeks at the start of the season. Enjoyed the gameplay. Passive, cool. Ultimate is interesting, very fun. Um, Really, this whole conversation is going to stem about her bracelet, though. And I think overall, what we just want to discuss is, uh, besides the introduction of Watson, who really shifted the meta, and Octane, you know, being a fun and simple to use legend, but still not a top tier legend, we haven't really had a legend be introduced off the bat that performs up to meta expectations. Took a long time for them to get crypto right, and it took a long time for them to get Revenant right. Uh, And now I think we're seeing the same kind of thing happen with Loba. And so we want to talk a little bit about what we think could change with Loba in the upcoming season. And then maybe give our thoughts just on, can they nail the next legend off the bat and not have this be a person that is super fun, super exciting for the first two and a half weeks because everybody's using them and trying to figure out this new legend, but really make this person be introduced into the game and stay relevant. But first, let's talk a little bit about Loba's bracelet. Um, Henry and I really feel that there's an issue in that we don't understand what the bracelet is meant to do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know why you use it. She's a support legend. Mm-hmm. Um, why does she have an ability that teleports her away from the team, yeah. essentially? Respawn has really gone away from... Um, giving people a get-out-of-jail-free card, essentially. And the problem with Loba is you can't use the bracelet to attack, really, uh, because there's such a long animation time at the end of it to get your gun up, and it's so loud and visual that everyone knows when it's coming. Additionally, to use it to get away is really hard uh, just because you throw it and you're waiting there, vulnerable, for a long time. Feels longer than the Wraith uh, activation as well. And so while you can throw it kind of far, um, it doesn't really work as the getaway ability. It doesn't work as the attack ability. We think it has problems with the repositioning mid-fight as well because it is so visual. And so we're just looking at this and we're like, what is the role of this bracelet in game? Yeah, and there's been a little bit of talk about increasing the range or the speed. Mm-hmm. But we don't want a getaway ability. Yeah, right? We don't want to abandon the team. So one of our ideas and to make her more of a support legend. Keep the team together. I love this ability. You thought of it and it's freaking amazing. So essentially, keep the bracelet. It's all cool. But you call it the burglar's ring Mm -hmm. and you can throw it at a wall or a structure and create a hole that people can go through. Mm -hmm. So it's either a backdoor escape or a backdoor attack into... A defensive building, essentially, and you can yeah. use it on a roof, on a, on a floor, on a wall, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and I think it's a pretty cool idea. It's really cool because I think the first thought is like, wow, that could be really overpowered. The thing is, like, if you want to use it against a team that's camping, like, especially if they know it's in the game, people are going to be aware of the doors. If you're camping a small enough area, um, Even if you can go in, it's obviously going to make a sound, take some time, be visual. Mm -hmm. It's not going to just be an easy like, okay, we're going in with Loba. We're going to wipe this squad really easily. Gas is still going to hit you. Fences can still be around. But I think it could balance the fences in that, wow, what if I have to fence the walls now as well? Mm -hmm. Um, And so then you can't just create these crazy, you know, Watson traps that are just overwhelming people. I really like the idea. And I think that you could even introduce this into the game and keep her current ability as it is so it has a multi-use function so then you're not shifting away from, well, we introduced this character ability like this in the trailer and stuff. She is a teleporter. And so like having it do multiple things could bring it to be just a very usable tactical. And it fits right into what the title is, Burglar's Best Friend. Yeah. I mean, getting through windows is essentially the closest thing mm-hmm. it is to being a tool for a burglar but if you could use it to create a hole then that's great for stealing stuff i think it fits right in for sure and so yeah i think just that is really the first thought we have and we'd love to hear some of your guys's ideas as well um it'll be interesting to see i don't think they're gonna make it just like a 
huge attacking ability because she is not an attacking legend. She is a support legend. Um, but I just hope they do some sort of change to her to really up her maybe a little, just a little bit. And then speaking in that vein, Mm -hmm. what do you think about the fact that we haven't had a legend introduced off the bat that has been, uh, very dominant outside of really Watson, but in a different way. And so it wasn't very exciting. I can see where the headspace is of Respawn and EA, that they don't want to introduce a legend that just comes in and messes everything up. Mm -hmm. It just is so good that you don't only have to play her because you're excited, but they are meta. Um, But from a personal standpoint, I really want to be pulled out of my main. I really want a change up. I want something that's really, really good at one thing. and so, like, I would like them to come out with a legend that is meta, that rivals Pathfinder or Wraith or mm-hmm. Watson or Gibby. Like, something that's really big. Um, but I do also see the, the frame of mind that they have, that they don't want to, you know, mess up my main. But I give them full, full rights to do that. They definitely seem to be worried about, like, oh, man, we don't want to bring someone overpowered and then have to nerf them. But three straight times you're bringing in someone that now needs a buff really to be towards that upper tier like it doesn't have to we're not talking about making a huge huge change and a huge buff this doesn't need to be the best legend we've ever seen but just do something where it's like yeah i could see picking rampart instead of gibraltar or something like that potentially yeah and the ideas of rampart the we know of stay in that defensive vein mm-hmm. like and that's really where at least the the competitive people, they really want the meta to stay yeah. uh, a little bit more slow, a little more defensive. And if we have Rampart, that allows you to continue to play at that pace, but in a different way uh, in terms of gameplay, then I love that. You know, if you're using A-Walls and mm-hmm. Spitfire, which would be a very different weapon to use in competitive, and you even had a turret of some sort. It'd be crazy. Like, that's very, very different gameplay. I think I'm all about it, and I hope that she can come in and be really, really good. For sure. Let's wrap it up now with some questions. First question is coming from Apex is Lit. Great name. Awesome. I love this podcast. Can you do an episode for Best Legend Combos? Yeah, thank you so much for the question and the review. Um, we have done a team composition, uh, kind of leaning towards Ranked, Uh, for our patrons. Um, Very cool episode there. And then I also think we should mention our last episode with Simply Ashton, where we really talked about ranked teams Mm -hmm. uh, and what makes the best team. So I'd check out both those things if you can, and hopefully you can gain some about that. For sure. We talk about legend combos all the time, really. What works good together. Next question is coming from Jordan. Would you rather have a new map or two legends? Jordan. We've been arguing about this one for a while now. Jordan's one of the players that we queue up with in rank. Um, player. For me, it's easy. Not even close. Uh, I would rather have the new map over the Legends. Uh, I look at it in this way. I've played a lot, a lot of Apex games. Um, and I love the maps. I absolutely love them. But learning a new map is much more time play that's interesting to me than two Legends. Two legends, you still might not even get them during a game. You know how they're introduced. We might not; they might not even be exciting. But a new map is going to be relevant no matter what, no matter what legend you are. And I love all the legends as well, and that's part of it. I think we're balanced as heck right now. Um, I think the meta is shifting, and that's a good thing. And so I really do like where the state of the game. And so being able to play on a new map is just the most exciting thing to me. Yeah, and I'll also add that. You know, new legends is all fun and good. Mm -hmm. I like it. We all kind of expect that's a thing. But I really like the game. I like playing my mains. But if I want to mix things up, I have 13 options Mm -hmm. for a legend. So I feel in no short supply of mixing things up. For sure. But I only have two choices for maps, essentially. So adding another map would really change the day-to-day for my gameplay way more than giving me a 14th or a 15th legend. For sure. Next question comes from Captain Carrot. Great podcast. This podcast really helped me learn many great tips and tricks to improve my Apex Legends matches. 
I'm a Wraith main with 700 kills. As a Wraith, I've managed to get a 3k badge and an 11 kill game, but I'm having trouble pushing forward to get some higher kills and damage games. Do you have any tips for Wraith specifically? Or what guns or items do you carry to push for those higher kills and damage games? Great question, Captain Carrot. Um, we're definitely, it's on the docket. Yep. We're doing a Mastering the Legends for Wraith and continuing out that segment for us. Um, definitely coming in the future. It was very much on the horizon, and then we had the big changes to Wraith and a lot of readjusting to relearn how to play her kit entirely, essentially. Yeah. But I think we can talk about kind of the weapons and items to use to get the high kill and high damage games. I'll just say real quick, like, I have a pretty good amount of games played on Wraith, and I have, you know, almost 1,200 kills now with her. So I will give a little advice just real quick. I'm by no means an expert. I'm no means Monsoon, you know, best Wraith player in the world. Um, And so hopefully we can get you guys some good advice from someone coming up. But I will just say, you know, use that portal uh, when you push, kind of having that fallback retreat. That's really a good part of her kit. And be the scout for your team, you know. Don't send it into a building. You can't do that anymore. You cannot just dive into a building and then if someone's camping in there, uh, get out with your phase. Uh, but if you are approaching a fight, you can identify, okay, three, te- three people maybe if you're coming up from behind. A lot of people say with Wraith, phase away before you even really take damage. Maybe in load a clip, phase away, wait for your team to get back up with you and then push it together. Um, don't think you're just going to go on your own and dominate because you're playing Wraith. I think that's really good advice. I think we'd like to break it down even more, potentially have mm-hmm. on Monsoon, potentially have on some uh, serious leading experts. Uh, but to mention a little bit about the guns that you'd like for getting those higher kill games, you want to use the meta weapons. Yeah. You know, you want to use the wingman. You want to use the R9, um, especially as a Wraith main, yeah. like getting up close and personal. Um, I kind of lean towards more of G7, G7 Prowler, G7 Flatline. Uh, so, I mean, that's kind of my own personal preference. I'm sure you have your own personal preference. Uh, but definitely working on those uh, really top-tier weapons is something that I think we can all continue to do. Having two guns in the medium to close range is going to really help you. So maybe that R400 mm-hmm. lineup. Yeah, um, fan favorite. And I've been having a lot of success with the Mastiff. So don't be afraid to try that out as well. Last question from the day is coming from Strongarm209. This is a must-listen podcast. Hey guys, love the podcast. Had to join the Patreon. Thank you so much. I had a question about the gold gear giving legends an extra passive on top of the normal passive they have and wanted to get your guys' input on that. Uh, good question. Thank you for joining the Patreon, Strongarm. Happy to have you on there. Um, I think we won't see anything like this incorporated into the game, uh, essentially because we've already seen so many changes to the gear. We've seen nerfs to the gear. And so I don't think having two abilities from, you know, one specific thing uh, would be ideal. I really think it could create an unbalanced kind of late game and to the point where you need certain gear uh, to win. And that's not really the environment I think Apex wants to create. Uh, But yeah, that's my thought. I think that's a pretty educated thought. We try to keep an even keel here. Try not to be crazy inflammatory. Um, you know, in terms of adding extra passive with gold items, mm-hmm. my head kind of goes towards the gold weapons. You know, if maybe there's yeah. an extra ability that the gold weapons have, it's kind of more of an incentive to pick it up. Like right now I see a gold Eva and I'm like, well, mm-hmm. it's a, you know, purple bolt and a double tap. Uh, it's the same. But if it maybe had an extra thing, uh, I'd be more excited. But then there's whole the discussion of balancing. Well, But put, that's a cool idea. Well put. I like it. Thank you guys so much for your questions. I'll leave a five-star review on Apple Pods with your questions. We'll make sure to answer it on our next episode. Uh, Please subscribe to us on Apple Pods. Give us a follow on Spotify or anywhere else that you listen. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to our YouTube channel, Third Party Podcast. Stop by our weekly streams, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific time. Check out the Discord via the link in the description. It is a great time over there. Uh, A lot of people looking to play together. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Catch you guys next week. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>